Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Project Sapient, guys. Check us out, projectsapient.org. Shoot us an email. I'm in loves your emails. Projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. We want to thank thousands and thousands of people listening to us around the world. Thanks to Iman. We want to say thanks to our supporters, DCD Automotive, Effective Fitness Training, which is EFT, Till Valhalla Project, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston 617, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operations. We love you guys. Thank you for making us the number one military and police podcast on the planet. We have an interesting episode this week. Iman, uh, good um, sir, Iman is uh, here. You didn't even say hi to me. Like, you just went right through the intro. I just introduced you. you. Like, what kind of better fuck fucking introduction do you want? Un- unfucking real. Unfucking fuck real. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how uh, cops do things. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, filled it with anger and disgust. So, what are you doing later, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just another day in paradise. Uh, I yeah. did a uh, baton memorial death march this, this weekend. You had a lot going on. Uh, my feet are dead. Um, I did feel part of my soul leave my body uh, at the 16 or 17 mile marker. Um, both me and my partner, a uh, fellow SWAT operator and a good friend of mine, we we both did 26.2 miles. And it was it was, uh, yeah, we felt it. We we didn't do any training for it because we are just like, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just do it. Yeah. And, you know, like typical 20-year-old mind says, yeah, four-year-old body says, what the fuck? That's why you had me rubbing your thighs and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, with oil. Anything. Stuff. Anything for a brother, man. <laughs> Whatever works. Uh, but uh, it was it was cool. It was, it was good. Uh, the only part that sucked is uh, uh, this past, uh, this week, a uh, couple days ago, had SWAT training. Yeesh. And uh, they decided uh, to do a lot of running around and elevated heart rate and everything. <laughs> and my foot, oh, I was like, you motherfuckers. I was like, fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? I, I and, give up. And dude, of course, my, my, my partner, who did the tough rock with me, was running the range. So he was doing the running. Oh, he was running it. He was teaching. Yeah. He was, he was, <laughs> I was like, you motherfucker. Suckers. Oh, exactly. Oh, I could see the smile on his face when I would run by him and just be like, fuck you. That's some fuckery <laughs> going on, dude. I like Big it. Big time. But hey, it was fun. It was a good time. But we got the Tough Rock coming up uh, April uh, 16th. So, What's the Tough Rock? Uh, tough Rock is the same thing. It's it's after the uh, Boston Marathon bombing. It's the uh, same one that they do every year. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's the uh, Ruck March. and um, It goes to the State House? No, no, no. It doesn't go. Uh, it's in Concord now. It, they oh. don't do it because uh, they don't do it along the marathon route anymore because no more backpacks are allowed. So, you know, terrorism fucks it up. Uh, exactly. So, going to do that, 26.2 miles, and um, I think my foot should be healed by then. You have another one. You're good. Uh, yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Halfway through it, I said, I, I don't think I can feel my, my right foot. I think my right foot is gone. I, I don't know what's going on anymore. Damn, dude. 
That's crazy. Yeah. This thing's frozen. That's good. Look at that. That's a oh, nice picture we got there. There frozen. it is. All right, cool. <laughs> what is, all right, whatever. Charlie Mike. All right, here we go. We're back again. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, uh, today I figured uh, we want to, I want to touch on something. Giggity. Touch. And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> Jesus. All right. Sorry, guys. ADD is like all over the place right now. <laughs> but um, thinking, uh, been training pretty well, uh, especially, you know, tough uh, doing the uh, Bataan Memorial Death March, right? It's, it's to commemorate the uh, World War II soldiers who uh, fought and were also forced to do that Bataan uh, Memorial Death March who, uh, to include the Philippine soldiers that were part of it. But uh, more after that, you know, myself and uh, my partner, we were talking obviously 26.2 miles a long time. So mm. talked a lot and we were talked about, you know, training, uh, train like you fight. And it was a very good discussion more on our philosophies on how we should be training as a profession uh, in law enforcement. In general? In, in law enforcement, in gen, not just in, yes, in general, uh, firearms, fitness, uh, kind of like we had Adam on, you know, from uh, Effective Fitness. Mm -hmm. And we were just talking about how the importance it is to figure out where your baseline is under stress. Okay. Okay, so that's part of the training that we're, we're working on and rolling yep. out very soon. Guys, we're rolling out a massive fucking training and it's probably going to be nationwide within the year. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to get there. So, uh, without giving up the info, but, OPSEC, uh, but, OPSEC. Yeah, OPSEC. but, um, we're talking about as, as law enforcement professionals, um, you know, we, we get into this job Academy whole nine. Yeah. It's all, oh, yeah. Good stuff. You know, we do the quals, whatever. Um, and, uh, if people don't know the quals are a joke, I think we even talked about it with Adam. Yeah. We said it was a joke. Like it doesn't really mesh, give a good measure on anything. It's not training. No, it's not training. It's just, you're hitting a paper target. Qualifying isn't training. No. Anyway. No, but you can make qualifying training. If in, in fact, <laughs> you know, it's training, you know, you, you, there's nothing really that says you have to. You know, stand at the 15, fire five rounds, reload, fire another five rounds. No, you can actually change it around to sh fire from the 15 to fire those 10 rounds, but in different positions. Right. More of a combat shoot course. But, again, powers that be don't think that way because they think if you, as long as there's a hole in the target, it means you're qualified. There's a hole in the target. Check mark. Yeah. You shot it. Check the box training. Again, right? Now, I don't mind doing qualifying. Now, just... To point out, I don't mind doing qualifying. I don't mind doing qualifying for taser, qualifying for this, 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 which, you know, you got to show that you are qualified to handle right. that weapon right. and you're, that you're efficient. But here's the thing. Efficiency and, and um, efficiency being effective is completely different than qualifying with the weapon. Yeah. In the military, in the army, right? As part of our training um, and even going through like the uh, NCO boards, uh, non-commissioned officer boards, uh, being a sergeant and stuff like that you have to go through a series of tests with all your weapon systems that you are, uh, that is in your unit. So for example, my unit, we had an M9 pistol, the M4, M249 uh, saw, 240 Bravo, 50 cal, Mark 19. That, that was sort of standard yep. in, in our unit uh, for the our weapons in our armory. Now, the next thing you're supposed to do is in a specific amount of time, you take the weapons apart and put them back together. You're timed. Okay. So can you imagine, I mean, uh, <laughs> taking apart that 50 cal 
is like Tetris. Yeah, oh yeah. When you get yep. the bolt out and all yep. that shit. And they give you a good amount of time, but it's it's actually not that much time. So they're stress-induced. They're st- stress-induced to get to put it, take it apart, and put it back together. In, and not only that, there's something called uh, with 50 cals is headspace and timing. You have to be able to, uh, there's two, uh, I will never forget, it's a key ring. I've never taken apart a 50 cal. Yeah, so there's a key ring. And on this keyring, there's two metal plates. Each plate will tell you the headspace and timing of the 50 cal yep. if it is serviceable to shoot. You have to do all that in the allotted time. What's the allotted time? I don't remember. I, I, I but was it say, stressful? It was. I Now, uh, you know, let me look it up. Uh, what's the allotted time for 50 cal? If I remember correctly, it was 12 minutes. If if my memory serves me right. Um but your, your point is that they were inducing some stress into it. Yeah, and not even yelling, just time. Right. And if right. you fail, that's, you, that you're a no-go in that station. You may not get promoted. Wow. Okay. So so it, it is stressful that you have to be, I mean, we practice, you know, way before these things come up. So we're always taking them apart, putting them back together. We're always cleaning them. So it's sort of second nature to us. Right. But when we're doing it in the armory, yeah, we're taking our time, we're listening to music, fucking, fucking around, around, whatever. This is a little different. This is more, you know, you've got the instructors, you've got, you know, they're scoring you, standing right behind you. Once the, the buzzer's out, that's it. You're done. Yeah. And each weapon system is different time. Obviously, uh, the M9 is like quick. You know, a couple minutes, that's all you got. M4 is like 18 M- seconds. You know, M4, same thing. Take it apart, put it back together. That's it. Right. You know, as the weapon systems grow, they also, the time gets, it gets more difficult. and gets more difficult. Exactly. I don't even remember the Mark 19, what, what the timing is for that one. The Mark 19 is the automatic grenade launcher. Yeah. So why now in policing, right, in law enforcement, you may qualify on a weapon. I'll tell you right now, I'd say most, well, maybe, maybe I'll say most actually. Most cops don't really know how to take, properly take apart right. the patrol rifle. Yeah. They don't know how to properly take apart their handgun. I mean, we were just talking, I think you, you gave an example of, of somebody who had a popcorn kernel. A popcorn kernel. <laughs> in the barrel of their weapon. How fucking long was that in there? Yeah. How long was it? It wasn't in the barrel. It was in one of the pieces. So he probably, what I think happened was he was taking a mag. Yeah. Like probably like an admin load or something like that. Oh. And he jammed it in there. So it probably created all kinds of malfunctions. You know what I mean? Can you imagine that would blow up in his hand? Something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And thank God that they checked it. Yeah. My God. But anyway, so. So. so For for the rat that's listening to this, I don't know the person that we're talking about. I had seen it. Okay. They were talking about it because I know there's a rat listening to the show. But anyway. Anyways. <laughs> well, we'll give him some cheese later. <laughs> yeah, he's going to get cheese. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so, so that's the thing. So, to me, uh, in my mind as a firearms instructor, if you are to qualify with your weapon, you not only have to qualify, but you have to know how to take a bar, put it back together um, in a specific lot of time or no time. I, I, I don't really give a shit. As long as you show me actually you're proficient in taking a bar, put it back together. But actually, let me uh, go back a little bit. I actually do want the a lot of time because that's stress induced. Yep. That's the whole idea yep. of the stress induced stress inoculation is to have that, you know, fucking ball of fire under you just to be just to give you like hey let's do it i mean i'll give you a great example uh we did uh, uh swat you know swat training the other day i was just joking remarking about how we were running around literally we were running around so train as you know train as you fight right so the situation was just this 
uh, we were behind the tree line on the other side. So we had to run about 30 yards, make a right, do an entry, uh, and address whatever's in front of us. Okay. Now we didn't know what it was. Live fire. Live fire. Okay. But we had no idea what, what it was. They gave us 30 seconds. That's all you got. That's the only information you got. You're the first SWAT operator to show. You two are partners. Go. And that's it. That's all we had. Yep. Like, all right. So me, me and my partner, uh, the two, uh, I think, widest guys in the in the on the SWAT team, uh, but uh, uh, Ed, he, you know, real good dude. We uh, we took off, took a right, did you know? I think maybe we ran another ten yards to do to get to the cones where the entry was. Enter, and it was a hostage, two hostage rescue. Uh, okay. Targets. Like, like holding a gun to somebody's. Holding, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So you only had a small. Yeah. So heart rate's up. All that's up. Fire two rounds, and he, you know, my partner does two rounds, and then there was a target in the middle, no gun. Perfect. I, I like that. Yeah. That, that was, yeah. Uh, to me, that was awesome. And, yeah. and everyone on the team loved it because it was like, it was a cold, it, it, that's the reality of it, though. If you train as you fight, that's what would happen if we show up to a call. Sure. And we have to react right away. And we yeah. have to act where, let's say it is a hostage rescue, but we don't have time to wait for the rest of the team. He just gave the countdown. We got to go. Was, so, like, in, in a lot of cities, I'm not going to mention which one here, but in a lot of cities, they have what's called gun cars. Mm -hmm. And literally, you have two operators riding around the entire city. Yep. They've split the city up into sectors. Yep. You know, so at, at, at in this particular city, there was five gun cars out. Okay. You know, there was a hot call. Anything with weapons, guns, anything, basically anything you wanted to go to. Yeah, yeah. You would go to it. Yeah. And that was your thing. Like, you'd have two operators that if you needed. Yes. To take action, you were taking the action. Yes. If you didn't, you could set a perimeter. You can call the team. You can wait for the other gun car. You yeah. can, you know what I mean? Yep. So you're a hundred. That's why when you started talking about that training, I was like, wow, I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It induces that right. stress, right? It induces, and it's also that element of surprise. You have no idea what's going on. You, you, they tell you you're going to make an entry and address whatever's in front of you. Right. Now, obviously, on the street, you might have a little bit more info. Like, yeah, this guy had a you know, hostage. He's counting down. We need to move now. You know, you, it, might right, be, right. it might be just you and maybe two other operators, and you have to move. You know, you don't have that choice. Or it's you and two patrol officers. I was just going to say, yeah, it it's, doesn't a, have it's to a be patrol operators. situation. It's a patrol situation. It doesn't even have to be SWAT. Uh, but but with SWAT, you know, obviously we like to keep the heart rate elevated. So I, as I was running by my uh, Ruck March partner, I told him to fuck off for making me run because my, yeah. <laughs> my feet were already dying. But Eat an egg! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, I, I, you know, I really liked it. And, and you know, everyone on the team did, did great. Uh, except for the brand new guys who are going through selection, they they shot the hostage and we made them walk around with the signs up and you know showing everyone why I shot the hostage. I, I'm a murderer. Great. Stuff yeah, like that. It was, yeah. it was great. But uh, enjoy federal prison. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, but it it was it it kind of it kind of hit home also what myself and and uh, what my partner were talking about was that sort of training. Yeah. To now we know now essentially I mean my heart rate if uh, I look I looked at I remember I, my phone uh, you know I look at my phone and it gives gave me uh, I was around like 145 150 you know because of the sprint go yeah. and you don't know it's yeah. the unknown so your heart rate's up and you know you you lay the two rounds and I hit my guy uh yeah one in the cheek and one in the chin beautiful done yeah you know my partner did similar um but uh but it was that level, now you know where you're at under stress, mm -hmm. right? There's a baseline. Now you, now you work off that baseline. Okay, so my heart rate at 145, 150, this is where I'm at. Let me push it now. Let's see what I do at 160. 
It's it's all about desensitizing. It's just about everything in policing you need to be desensitized to. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, that's yeah. the whole purpose of getting yelled at in the academy and why I have a problem that they don't do it anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, actually, we were corrected. Uh, one academy does uh, has gone still, back to it. Still does it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Uh, yeah, somebody emailed you or something, right? Yeah. If you remember, yeah. it was uh, it was actually a DM because someone slid to my DM to our DM. Slid to the DM. <laughs> and it was actually an academy instructor that we both know. Guys, when you send I'm in naked pictures, I'm not looking at them. Just so you know, it's all I'm in. And, <laughs> and I rub baby oil all over me watching, <laughs> put lipstick on my lips while I look in the mirror and say, I'd fuck me. <laughs> and that's the show, everybody. <laughs> and once again, Iman took the line, went over it, and I'm, went. <laughs> I'm going to call for an eval. <laughs> Section. He's fucking lost his shit. I, uh, I but, have. Okay. But anyway. Desensitizing, right? <laughs> People need to hear what you just said because they need to get desensitized. Yeah, yeah. But you're, people need to realize you need to get that heart rate up, not to test you, yeah, not no. to make you fail, but yeah. it's good to fail, right? No, what, Fail what, often. Exactly. But you need to get desensitized to it. Here's the thing. So so later on during the training, again, it, it goes back into that philosophy where, so we were doing a, a double tap drill, essentially. Um, now, before, double tap. No, it's actually, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a reason behind that drill. It's recoil management. It's not about yeah. just double tap. It's more recoil management. Yep. You, f you fire, not fast, but you fire sooner, which I liked how the fire instructor did. So we have uh, on SWAT, one of, uh, one of the instructors is a competitive shooter. Guys, aces. oh really? Yeah, he's aces. That's badass. Know? And uh, and you know, so he he does most of our training for for SWAT. Yeah. And a real good 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 solid operator. Great great guy. Great friend. And um and that's the thing. He said you don't want to shoot faster. You want to shoot sooner. Yeah. Okay. It, right? It's a totally different mindset. I like different that. mindset. I've right? never heard that before. Sooner and. So we went ahead and did the, that uh, double tap drill, two rounds as quickly as possible. We need to get the rounds out in under 0 0.20. Uh, second, so two milliseconds yeah. essentially. So 0 0.20. That's that's. And you had the 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 timer. Uh, yeah, no, I think he, he was timing okay. uh, to make sure everyone, went out. I mean, we were, we were like, I think it was like 10 operators. So I think that machine would have fucked it. up, I got it. but he, he kept, you know, to just keep in mind 0.2 seconds, 0.2 seconds, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, we started at the three, five, seven, and then went to the 12. Okay. And what happens, obviously, you know, so at the three, get used to it. Yep. Boom, 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 boom. You know, as fast as you can. Nice tight group. Nice tight group. Not even, it's not even about the group. He okay. said, he said he could give a fuck about the group. What he wants to look at. Get him out. Is not just get him out. Where, so your first round is going to hit bullseye. It's where your second round ends up that you can tell how you're managing that recoil. Oh. Exactly. So it's not so much, you know, just only on the bullseye. So your first round is going to be dead on. It's your second round that's going to tell you how you're re how you're managing that, that recoil. Makes so much sense. Right? So we went all the way. So started at three, bam, bam, bam. We did about five, yeah, five sets of two rounds, bam, 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 bam. Okay, we got our baseline at three at the three yard line, and you know we per got faster, 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 faster. We went along, back up to the five, same thing, bam, bam. Bam, 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 literally over and over again. Everyone, okay, the grouping started obviously expanding. Uh, I mean, a couple of my rounds went, uh, one of my rounds actually, you felt it too, uh, went 
far left hit the gray uh, in, on the target, I felt it. I knew I fucked it up yeah. on the second one. Yeah. And, you know, he, he'd go down all the targets, say, hey, I'm in. You saw what, what happened there? Uh, did you feel the fuck up? I said, oh, yeah, no, I felt yeah. it. He's like, okay, good. As long as you felt it, you know what you did wrong, fix it. I said, yep, you got it. So the further back we get, obviously at the 12-yard line, very difficult. And even him as a competitive shooter, he's at a 12-yard line, it is hard. Right. Uh, because you're, like, letting them rip. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not about um, the grouping. It's always about where that second round went. It, well, look, I, that dynamics behind it is exactly it. You're getting desensitized to it. Exactly. You're seeing the dynamics. You're feeling the dynamics. Dude, I love well, that. And you train wow. as you fight, though. That's the thing. You're training as you fight. Here's right. the thing. Are you going to really be up there at, you know, let's say you're at a gunfight and you're going to do Bam. Bam. I mean, how many, how many gunfights we've seen with cops that just unload an entire, you know what I mean? Like just, and, and that brings me to the, my other uh, one, my, one of my more I'm, concerning. I'm waiting for this. Yeah. One of my more concerning uh, stats that I uh, recently learned is uh, academy graduates after they graduate the academy uh, have an 18% accuracy rate at a officer involved shooting. Where did, not calling you out on it. Where did you see it? That was uh, at Four Signs. Four Signs. Okay, that that's why I was signs. asking. Yeah, that was at Four Signs. Eighteen percent accuracy. Yeah. On was there a specific amount of rounds? Like, uh, what was the I dynamic? I don't remember. I wish uh, I, I didn't bring the research paper with me. I, f- I forgot to bring it with me. But uh, I'll, I'll put it out when uh, yeah. when uh, on when this episode airs. I'll uh, send you the link to and the I'll include paper, it in the. Okay. And you can include it, and in that way people can actually read because it, it's a very well done uh, as Four Science always does. Very in depth uh, research yeah. into that you know that eighteen percent. Eighteen percent. I mean, so that's almost one out of nine. Yeah, like I'm not, I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm not calling anybody out. That that number is incredible. But, th- but that's a training issue, right? Right. right. It's it's a training issue. It's a self training issue. It's something that. Oh no, no, I'm not saying training issue as in the PDs or whatever or academies. No, no, it's on you. It's on you. It's on you to train. But, but you know what? I don't see somebody like Four Science puts that out. I don't understand how a chief doesn't hear that and go what. Thing, we need to get everybody to the range. Thing is, though, uh, some most chiefs, I shouldn't say some, most chiefs are numbers guys. Right. And budgets and all this. But all one that. out of nine. I know. Talk about numbers. Here's your liability, dude. Well, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Like, <laughs> Eight fucking errant yeah, rounds. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> like to me and to you, operators and, and actually guys who are hitting the ground and, and you know, you know, most likely when we were hitting doors, we were at like the high 90 percentile rate that we're going to get into a firefight just because the nature of who we're going after. So that's why our training and our rounds are very specific and we're very uh, meticulous on how we train. But on the patrol level, I think, again, like we said, patrol levels should be training like SWAT yeah, because they're, during an active shooter, they're the ones going in before First. I show up, right. <laughs> you know, before the team shows up, yeah. you know, uh, during even the, that prior uh, scenario, the hostage rescue where patrol gets there and all of a sudden the guy wants to blow the friggin' uh, girl or guy or whoever's head off, they got to go in, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's one of those things that you need to train like you're going to fight. Right. You need to get your heart rate up and it's very important. It's incumbent on you. You as individual officers, don't rely on your on your department. If you rely on your department to get the proper training, you are in for a world of hurt. I know, I know how I feel about this particular thing. I want to know how you feel about it. How much dry firing should people be doing? Oh, all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Once a week. Shit. Do it after. Uh, uh, I do it actually in the evening when I'm sitting there. Do you really? Oh, yeah. I do it when I'm. Uh, that's that's the thing. The weapon system I was telling you about, the training system. That's what's great about it is I don't have to worry about cycling every time I shoot, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It keeps yeah. the cycle going. It recycles wow. automatically a trigger. So so that's the thing with me. Not only am I training, racking the round, I get that training too. Yeah. Bam, bam, boom, rack, boom, rack, boom. You know, so so it's it's all that training, you know? Muscle memory. Muscle memory. Mental memory. Exactly. Here's the thing. I mean, I, I saw it at war firsthand when, when shit hit the fan for me. My body went into autopilot. Yeah. Like totally auto, like... It's hard to describe. There it, was no thinking. There wasn't any thinking whatsoever. All I knew is I was given a, a, a task, get that task done, right. and that's it. And my body took over. If it wasn't for training, if it wasn't for my dedication to training, it wouldn't have gone the way it went during that mission. It, it, and it, it, I don't know how you feel about it, but when I think of the dedication to training, yeah. right, and you're obviously, you do a lot more physical training, I'm a big advocate of the mental training as well. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? Like, if you weren't mentally fit when the round started flying, you wouldn't have done that automatic oh, fucking no. response. Oh, no. Fuck no. Fuck no. So, people need to realize that it's mental and physical. Absolutely. Here's the thing. It's, it's mindset. Mindset. It always goes back to mindset, no matter how you spin it, how you whatever. You could be in the best physical shape of your life, but if you don't have that mindset to be a fucking lion... You're going to get eaten. You're going to get eaten. You know, I, I've, I've seen some fucking solid dudes, um, again, not shitting on them. It is what it is, you know, that freeze up. Yeah. It, it It's like when you're battle tested, you're battle tested. That's why I call it battle tested. Because now you know how you're going to react under fire. You see that thousand yard fucking stare a lot, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, that's the thing. Like once you got that taste, now you know how you're going to be. But and people need to realize is we're not saying that once you get desensitized or once you get involved in something or something like that you're going to be doing it right for the rest of your career. No, no. Oh no, no, no. There's going to be times you, uh, you, know. you need to stay up on it. Well, every it, single little thing is perishable. I think it's a perishable skill. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, like you, you were actually telling me now that you're back on patrol. Yeah. You felt it when you did one of your entries. Yeah. Like you felt rusty, right? You see, I, I sometimes I text you and I'm like, yeah. "Hey, I did this or I did that," and I'm like, yeah. "I couldn't believe I fucking did that." Yeah, it's definitely perishable. Is it? It's incumbent upon me, yes. Yeah. But is it? Does it make me less of a cop? No. 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 Me, I think personally, and tell me if I'm wrong, but me calling myself out on it makes me try and prepare for it better. Oh yeah, no. You, you know what I mean? The self AAR is probably the biggest thing, and and that's the thing. You know, leave your ego at the door, and and that's yeah. That's one big thing with our training that we're going to be rolling out. Leave your ego at the fucking door because we don't have time for a piss, a piss and match over your ego, you know? Yeah. And it's very important when you do an AR, even when you do an AR with your partner after training or after a call or after whatever, fucking big boy pants on. If you fucked up, own up to it. I mean, how many times at, at SWAT are you, you get called out? Hey, Pete, you fucked this up. Yeah. Or, you know, and you're just like, oh, uh, okay. You know. Or and, sometimes I'd call myself out. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I fucked I this mean, up. I mean, I've, I've uh, actually, right. when was, yeah, it was actually during uh, the range. I mean, my legs were fucking dead, but I was, 
I didn't use that as an excuse. I, I, I was just like, oh, fuck, yeah, hey, sorry, Ed, man, I fucked that entry up, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And, you know, it, thing is, again, self-AAR, self-assessment, self-criticism to make your, because it's not like I'm dogging myself, well, I'm dogging myself, but not, it, it's, it's, it's to remind myself, hey, you're better than this. It's awareness. Exactly. It's awareness. And that's what gets cops in trouble. Yeah. Lack of awareness. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm talking about that from the fundamental level, from the basic call level yep. to the OI, the officer involved shooting level. Yep. It's awareness. Yep. Awareness of everything going on around you. Awareness of everything going on inside you. You know what I mean? There's, there's a saying uh, in the military, uh, always scan your five and 25. <laughs> military guys know what that is. Uh, it's basically you scan your five meters, you scan five, 25 meters after dismounting after doing anything uh, uh, during combat. Scan your five and 25 because you always need to be aware. What that's doing is that it's putting you in the proper mindset. Yeah. You know, and it takes you out of, you, you can be the cockiest fucking human being on the planet, but if you're not scanning your five and 25, you're going to fuck up. Oh yeah. I mean, every time I go, I go anywhere uh, to a call to whatever, uh, you know, with my unit, we're working, whatever. Yeah. The minute I step out of that cruiser, even, even in the cruiser, you know, as I roll up on scene, I already assess where I want to park. Right. I, I, you know, there's depending on the house, depending on what situation I'm dealing with, I'll either go, yeah, sure. I'll go in front of the house because if it's a little old lady that I'm trying to get services to help her out with stuff, that's different. But if it's like, you know, one of our gangbangers or one of the hard, more criminals, yeah, I'm not going to park in their fucking driveway or even, you know, I'm going to park like maybe 25 yards. Back something to right, give me right. to give me my escape route right and that's one thing i hate right where so, so i see cops do this all the time where in any fucking training book do you see that when you're gonna go arrest somebody for a fucking warrant you park in front of their fucking house you know what that reminds me of What's that? like the movies yeah when like a person's sitting on their couch yeah and they hear the sirens coming yeah yeah and they see the lights and it's, oh, they're here for me. Mm -hmm. That's not how it works. Or that's not how it's supposed to work. <laughs> Especially for a fucking warrant. That's, that's <laughs> what it, it, it drives me <laughs> off the fucking wall. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. And actually, uh, uh, most recently, um, I read a article uh, from a California National Tactical Officers Association. Uh, they published an article about um, the most, uh, the highest percentage where cops get shot. Okay. Uh, uh, and, and guess where? Uh, at a house. Where in a house? No, yeah. Where at the house do cops get shot the most? The doorway? Yeah, front door. You, it's it's close, basic. It's close to ninety percent. Yeah, that makes sense. Close to ninety percent is where a cop gets shot at from the front of the doorway. So why are you you as a cop parking in front of the fucking house yeah. if you know you're going after somebody who's got a it could be a bullshit misdemeanor warrant. It doesn't matter. A warrant's a warrant to me. I mean, it could be it, anything. Here's the thing, man. When I when I was working in in, in the city, um, I got into a fucking melee. All I knew is you know over the radio. I hear, yeah, one, one warrant in hand, which I hate when they say warrant in hand. And the other person can hear it. And the other person can hear it, you know, because that's how the fight fucking happened. No, I don't. And dude, the, <laughs> fight, the fight was on. But you know what the fucking warrant was for? Jerry duty. Jerry duty or something? Yeah. Jerry duty. The stupidest fucking warrant. So you just amped this fucking guy up without even opening your mouth. I didn't even do shit. <laughs> 
I didn't do sh- like I know. like it, but but that's the thing. It it was a melee over jury duty. So are you so you're telling me? Let's say again, I have never ever arrested somebody on a fucking jury duty warrant except right. for that asshole yeah. who fucking decided to lay into me. Because nine times out of ten, I'll ask, okay, what it's for? Yeah. You know, and either they'll tell me it's for fucking murder or they'll tell me, you know, BS jury duty. And I'm like, hey, listen, fucking jury duty. Go take care of that. Go take care of it. Right. You know, before some somebody else fucking locks you up over it. And uh, and no, it was a fucking and I'll never forget. I I was yelling at him uh, because when I I was pissed, I I go over the radio. I'm like, what the warrants for? Because I thought it was going to be like ABDW, you know, ABDW, fucking like assaulting cops, whatever. And fucking dispatch goes uh, jury duty. I fucking yelled at him. I'm like, for fucking jury duty? You just fucking did this? I'm like, holy... You know, you but- could have died. That's the thing. <laughs> it's that lack of imagination, that 5 and 25, yeah. needs to be taught everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, now where, where I've been working for years, uh, they do a good job on saying, are you ready for traffic? That tells me, all right, you know. And well, I like that, yeah. Nine times out of ten, I have my earpiece now in. You know, that that was early on when I was more of a rookie cop and couldn't afford anything. <laughs> but, you know, now I got a, you know, earpiece in my ear, so I don't mind. Yeah, go ahead, you know. Or if I don't have the earpiece, I'll have my partner stand by and I'll walk out a little bit. But like, yeah, go ahead. And they'll tell me whatever I need to know. But um, but it goes, again, we'll go back, train as you fight, though. Right. When you train as you fight, you scan your five and 25, you have that mindset, you get to where you got to be and you continuously push yourself. See where you hit that wall. Once you hit that wall. So this is what we say. uh, I mean, uh, the, the um, competitive shooter on SWAT, right? This is kind of one of the things he was talking about. Again, one of the things we were talking about during the rock. We train at 110%, right? Just 110%, we always go all out, yep. right? Oh, people always say there's there's no way you can go past 100%. Oh, no, you can go back. You can even go, you can exhaust yourself. Yeah. But when you hit that 110%, you're hitting that wall. So let's roll it back to 90% and then roll it back up. See see where you're at. Now the 90% doesn't feel as bad as it did before. Exactly. That, that's the whole idea behind it. So when we're pushing ourselves in SWAT, you know, in, during my PT, doing a fucking 26-mile ruck or whatever, that I, whatever fucking jumping out of planes, whatever crazy shit I'm doing, I'm testing those limits. Yeah. I'm pushing it because I want to know. I want to know where I get that neurological breakdown uh, or, or physiological breakdown. You know, fine motor skills, uh, gross motor skill. Here's the thing. You can still have fine motor skills at heart rate of 180. You know why? If you train for it. If you train for it. I'll, I'll give you this. For science research, right? Formula One race car drivers. Yep. Average heart rate during a race, 180 to 200. Wow. 180 to 200. Average heart rate. Talk about f- fine motor skills. That's minute motor skills. Yeah. Fuck it. Right? Wow. But they're driving and they're talking. Yeah. You hear them, you know, when they go back and forth with their pit crew and all that, they're talking. They're, they're hitting the fucking steering wheel, doing the buttons. You, but you have to train it. You can't, you're, you're, you will never get to that point only just doing mental, mental, mental over and over again. It has to be both mental and physical. You know what I was curious about? What's that? When you jumped out of the plane. Yep. Did you, what did you know? Cause I, I know you, you're fucking deep motherfucker. <laughs> like I am, uh, auditory exclusion, any visual shit. I'm sure you were aware of your heart rate. 
were you thinking? Am I going to, how hard am I going to hit the ground? Like what, what was going through your mind? So the initial jump, right? So not even the airplanes, the initial jump, just that first step off the plane yep. and you go. Um, were you shaking? No, it was more, um, it wasn't even auditory exclusion. It was more like this, all the senses just hyper-focus. Yeah, hyper-focus senses. Senses. Hyper aware. Sorry. Yeah. Hyper awareness yep. because it's like, oh yeah, you know, holy shit, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm jumping out of a plane, and um, and you're hoping the parachute opens up like the way it's supposed right, to. Right. Right. But once all that is done, then you settle. Like, okay, got it out of the way, because uh, when I, you're, okay when you're floating, you're like, oh, this is cool. I got you. You know, and then before you hit the ground, now you're moving at about eight miles an hour. Because, again, those parachutes are made to go that fast because technically you should be getting shot at. Right. You right. know. So. Which I would have loved to be hitting you with fucking Sims. <laughs> Imagine that. Dude, You're coming down fucking, and I'm like. Pop, 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 pop. I would fucking chase you down even with the. Actually, I wouldn't be able to because the parachute would hold me back. <laughs> You'd Get be flapping your arms. <laughs> Faster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so uh, at, at the, towards the end when I'm about to hit the ground. Actually, in the video, you hear me breathing, like, yeah. like getting ready because yeah. it, you're coming down fast. Yeah. And uh, of course, you're supposed to like, uh, it's called PLF, but it's more like tuck and roll type of uh, landing. That way you don't break your foot because have you ever tried stopping eight miles an hour, <laughs> miles to, zero? An hour to zero on a treadmill? It doesn't work too well. <laughs> you slide off the, you fly off the fucking treadmill. I was about to say, we recommend you try it, but do not try it. No, don't, home. please don't, don't try it <laughs> or unless you're crazy. Uh, whatever. But anyways. Uh, Sign a hold harmless agreement. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so you know, we, we, you know, so so that's essentially what I was going through yeah. uh, during that jump. And, you know, once you're done and you land, you're like, holy fuck, I just did it. Did your senses come down after? Was it like a dump? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, when I came back home, dude, because, you know, we did five jumps total. Yeah. It was, that's a, that's a lot. Did it get easier? It got easier. But when I got home, man, I was tired for like a week. Oh really? Well, you're talking because it took a lot out of you. Because uh, yeah, that's how much it took out of me. Uh, because wow. uh, I was like tired, you know, because your adrenaline is going, you're doing all these things, and and not only that is because I, I was also taking care of the ten veterans, uh, you know. Sure, so sure, I sure, had sure. a lot going yeah. on, uh, also, but it did take a lot out of me. So the physiological response was after. Yeah. Yeah, that's very interesting. That's that's always been me. Uh, uh, even after war, uh, like that's why guys are like, dude, how the fuck can you sleep before a SWAT hit? Like I'm in bed, yeah, yeah, passed out, you know, no problem. It's for me, it's always after. You know, that's kind of yeah. the way I condition myself. That's why you know I tell the story of when I had that panic attack. Uh, it was two days after a SWAT hit. It's because now I'm processing everything I, I was supposed to feel. Has force science done anything with uh, jumping out of planes? Uh, no, I mean they stick more law enforcement. I, I don't know. Actually, right. they got. I shouldn't say that. They probably have. But they've got so much research out there. I'm interested to see the data on that. Yeah. And to compare it to like your experience. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm interested to see that because that's something that we should also kind of bring in again without giving up info, but bring into our training. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. I, so our training. So, so here's the thing. The from two years ago, when we started this podcast, we set, we set out kind of this course to say, all right, we're going to put together this fucking kick-ass training, and it's coming soon. It's sooner than everyone probably thinks. And what it's going to do is it's going to teach you about yourself. And keep in mind, as, as Iman's explaining this to you, 
look through our guests and things that we've talked about, things yeah. that we've brought up, even from Iman's articles and all that stuff, and yeah. kind of imagine everything getting put together beautifully presented. Yeah. Like a nice dish. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Delicious. Delicious. Succulent steak. Suck? What? Uh, oh, giggity. giggity. <laughs> so, anyway. So, anyway. So, you were saying, I totally cut you off. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's it's this type of training that, to me, because, again, it, you know, I derive some of my experiences from war because you're learning about myself in, in times of, uh, of, of crisis, so to speak, and even, um, you know, times on the job, too, where, you know, shit goes downhill and you're like, holy shit, yeah. and, uh, and with, the, with the, you know, the working out and all that. Now, obviously, it's not going to be like a fucking training smoke session, but what it's going to do is it's going to teach you about yourself more than, the, more than you think. That's the thing, more than you think. And and I want to be clear to people. It's not going to be a couple, a bunch of cocky guys telling you how to do things. No, 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 no. All we're going to do is we're going to introduce you to certain parts of yourself. Yeah. Giggity. That. <laughs> giggity big time. That you don't realize. Are there, remember the Rocky Balboa? I forget which Rocky it was. And, and Apollo Creed had Rocky swimming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Rocky yeah. was like, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And he kept like yelling at him. And he kept saying to him, you're using parts of your body that you didn't even know were, that you didn't even know existed. Yeah. And he was a professional fighter. Well, that's the thing. That so so that's the thing, though. You know, the, we always again. You know, if you read through my articles, go through the episodes, you're going to realize what what we've been talking about all along is the primal instincts. It's something that technology took away from us, right? It's something that yeah. sitting in that cruiser, you've got all these bells and whistles and fucking computers and all kinds of shit going on in, in the car. You you lose touch of that primal instinct yeah. of sensing that danger, of sensing that that fucking guy coming behind you, coming up behind you. You know, you have more senses than you think. Or the person looking for help or yeah. uh, all of these things. You miss out on yeah. these social cues. and. The thing is, though, again, it's not going to be a bunch of, and, and here's the thing, the, the instructors that, not just myself or Pete, there's going to be a couple others that are really uh, high-end, we'll call them. Yeah, they smoke uh, the shit out of us. Yeah. Like, or um, me, I could talk about me. <laughs> but uh, but uh, they know what they're doing. And, and, and obviously, I have no idea, and Pete has no idea, but we'll figure it out as we go. But, uh, but I've been doing that my whole career. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fake it. Fake it. Make it look good. Smoke and mirrors. They say fake it till you make it. I'm still waiting to make it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, that, that's the thing, though. That's that's why I'm, you know, today's topic, I really want to talk about train uh, train like you fight because it is very important, especially this day and age, um, the way law enforcement is. I mean, I see it getting better because we're getting so much good training and funding out of it uh, because yeah. it's it seems that the pendulum is coming back around and things are starting to sway our way. Uh, more to because people are realizing that uh, crime does not pay and <laughs> looking the other way does not work and burying your hand, head in the sand does not work and open up needle clinics does not work and <laughs> I don't know what else what else have gone on in the last two years it's everything that, in the last two years <laughs> yeah. so if you look back at the last two years everything that uh, we were myself and Pete were talking about that you know and and kind of voicing our concerns that everyone in law enforcement had. And uh, guess what? Yeah, it fucking happened. Here it is. Ready? I told you so. Oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, exactly. This should exactly. be the I told you so I know, episode. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, to our 
you know, civilian listeners who, you know, we love dearly and, and you guys rock and, and definitely I, I don't, uh, I love seeing your emails and your naked bitches. They're, they're all awesome. Giggity. And, and, oh shit, my wife listens to this. I, no, no, I don't get any of those. It's men. <laughs> well, okay, that's true, actually. <laughs> but, uh, but to our civilian listeners, you know, it's also incumbent on you to go to the chiefs of police, to go to the mayor, to the city council, whatever, and just to say, hey, why aren't our officers being trained X, Y, and Z? Why aren't our officers being taught this? Why aren't they learning that? Think about it. The finest fighting force on the face of the earth, the U.S. Army, the U.S. military, fuck the Marines. They, <laughs> just, just kidding. <laughs> uh, just kidding. That was Iman. That wasn't me. <laughs> My Marine brothers, y'all know I love you. But um, the finest fighting force on the face of the planet that has methods and learned methods, learned ways of de- being desensitized and being able to perform under high extreme stress, that is war. You don't think that sort of training, now I'm not saying you're going to create killers or any of that bullshit, no. What you're creating is a generation of cops that know how they're going to react under stress and are cool about it. You're 100% right. You're 100% right, dude. I mean especially with everything that we've been putting together, like I've been saying, everything has been a hint as to what's coming. Yeah. It's been a giant tease. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah, and we've had a great time fucking doing it. Mm-hmm. And seeing it come to fruition is like, it's awesome. Yeah. Right? And I think, I, it's not a think, I know that a lot of people are going to be able to take things from this. It's kind of like when we had, and, and you've experienced this before too, when, when we would have somebody from like, Devru come fucking yeah. train with you. Yeah. Right? You know these guys were badass. Yeah. They didn't shove it in your face. No. And they would always tell you, we're here to show you the way we do it. Yeah. If you take one thing from it, yeah. you're good. Yeah, that's it. It's not, I'm awesome. Look at me. The way you're doing it is wrong. The way you see a lot of the humbleness and a lot of those guys was like, hey, I see you guys do it a little differently. I would have done it like this. If it works for you, maybe change yeah. it. You, you know yeah. what I mean? No, yeah, no, I got you. And, and that's what we're doing. But that's the thing, though, like in, in, in SWAT and those types of teams, we understand that. Right. But on the patrol level, you see it all the time where these guys get fucking butthurt and you're like, hey, fucking put your big boy pants on. And an, another thing that I want to call out, right? And I'm not calling anybody else specifically, but it happened to me maybe two months ago, a few months ago. Somebody came to me at the range. I'm not a range instructor. I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, uh, anything to do with firearms, right? I'm yep. good, but I'm not fantastic. I got through my quals and everything, my SWAT quals. I did fucking fine. But somebody, they knew my history and they were like, hey, can I ask you a question? And they were almost embarrassed mm-hmm. to do it. And I was like, what's up? Uh, can you come outside? And we went outside and I dealt with the issue. It was very minor. It was very yeah. like, whatever, like, yeah big deal and he was like oh man i'm sorry that i even asked him what the fuck are you sorry for Mm. there's nothing wrong now with asking somebody yeah nobody's gonna turn around and be like you're a fucking idiot why don't you well there's some guys that would if they do let us know who they are and we'll call them out i've seen guys put bullets backwards in the fucking magazines those are idiots That's above and beyond fucking help. <laughs> exactly. that's, that's, you need Jesus, dude. Yeah. That's, all, that's it. You're done. These aren't cops, by the way. That was back my army I know. days. I saw that. I know. That was awful. But, but there's, there's nothing wrong with going up to anybody and asking and talking. And 
you know, if you don't want to go through training, talk to somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the self-help with the police stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, the emotional traumas and all that stuff. Yeah. Talk to somebody. There's yeah. always going to be somebody that's going to want to talk. Yeah. We've done exceptional work with that shit. Yeah. You know? I mean, you got to train as you fight, bro. Yeah. That's that's all I wanted to talk about tonight, man. Train as you fight. And you guys, you know, you got to you gotta have that mindset. Man. Oh, I got to call out a fuck up. Oh, go. Of mine. Oh, all right. Charger flashlights. Oh, yes. I needed one at 4 a.m. Ah. Grabbed my light out of my bag. Didn't work. Uh, Didn't have a backup. And I said to myself, self, you're an idiot. Yeah. But self, I charged this two days ago. Mm. Why didn't it work? Mm. And what I realized was when I was putting it in my bag, Mm -hmm. it has one of those buttons at the bottom of it. Uh, Click on. Click on. Yeah. It clicked on when I put it in my bag at home. Uh, So it burned out. Burned out. Okay. So, little fucking call out. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like with me... Personally, like, it, I don't know, you know, again, train as you fight, but with me uh, in my in my cruiser, um, I keep bat- sets of batteries, yeah, double yeah. A's, triple A's, like for all my shit. That way, should a flashlight not work, I got I got spares with me all the time. And, and that's the thing, you know, everyone needs to think about this, like darn training. Think about the situations you're, you were in and how you overcame them and what can you do better? Self-assessment is probably one of the most important parts, if not the most important part of this job. Yeah. More than somebody else telling you where you fucked up is you got to look internally yourself and say, yeah, I fucked this up. It doesn't even have to be tactical, whatever. It could be a fucking writing a report, you know, oh shit, I fucked this up. Let me, uh, let me fix it next time or, or next time I'll do it better. Or not paying attention to your gear. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, uh, it's the most minute thing. Right. But when you think about it, when I was driving home, I remembered saying to myself, what would have happened if I brought that light up and I needed it to get in a gunfight or something and I clicked it? You, you, you know what that is? Complacency, bro. It is. It's Complacency. 100%. That's it. But I'm trying to tell you my mindset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That click and the light not turning on probably would have gotten me killed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That one little, what the fuck just happened? Bang. Well, because it gave you that moment of pause. Exactly. That, that you weren't expecting. That you weren't expecting. That stressor yeah. that didn't get my heart rate up, that didn't do anything, but yeah. oh, fuck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, And that's what we're trying to say with a lot of it, it, desensitizing yourself to these things. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's a fuck up. I fucked up. Sorry, guys. Well, you're an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I am an asshole. <laughs> I've heard that a lot these days. No, well, you know, must be true. Everybody can fuck themselves. <laughs> ProjectSapient.org, guys. Check us out there. You can find our email there, too, ProjectSapient2020 at gmail.com. We want to say tens of thousands. Thanks to our tens of thousands of listeners all over the world. Every month, it just keeps growing. Our supporters, DCD Automotive, which is the Bach Group, Effective Fitness EFT, Till Valhalla Project, AAA Police Supply. We love AAA Police Supply. Havoc Journal, our partners at the Profiles and Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. Guys, we love you. Stay safe. Stay safe, man.